An interesting turn of phrase. A particularly haunting piece of music. A dark, secluded place so far away that you can look up and see the stars the way the ancients did. All the Beautiful Things is a podcast that examines the large and small things that move us with their beauty and sometimes leave us breathless. Join me, Sydney Wilson, as we discuss the exquisite and the sublime on All the Beautiful Things. For almost the entirety of human history, people had an intimate relationship with the night sky. It has only been recently, within the last 200 years or so, that we have conquered the dark. But as we perfected the miracle of artificial light, we very quickly lost our true view of the night sky, a view that connected us to our unique place in the expansive and inspiring universe. To make that connection now, we have to journey away from all the lights that give us daytime on demand. When we do that, we get a glimpse of the view seen by our most distant ancestors, a view that inspired painters, poets, and composers to create timeless works of art dedicated to the wonder above us. So let's turn off the lights and turn our gaze to the heavens to see the stars and the planets, galaxies and constellations, because that is a beautiful thing. Have you ever been in the dark? I mean, really in the dark. On January 17, 1994, the lights went out in Los Angeles. A powerful 6.4 magnitude earthquake caused widespread damage and a power outage left the city of angels in the dark. As the sun set over the city, Emergency dispatchers began fielding phone calls from worried and anxious citizens. While most of the calls were for typical emergencies, a large number of calls surprised the dispatchers. Because once the lights went out and the sun went down, it was dark. It was really dark. And a lot of people called 911 because they were concerned about all of the white flecks and a hazy glow that was in the sky above them. Well, those white flecks the callers were so concerned about were the stars. And that hazy glow, well, that was the Milky Way. For thousands of years, humans built monuments to the stars. Our ancestors centered their world around the movement of the heavens. They worked to explore and understand the influence of the universe around them. When they looked up, They saw a sky populated with more stars than we could ever imagine. They saw the Milky Way and the haze of air glow and zodiacal light. The planets, stars, and constellations offered predictions for the future and prophecy, but also practical guides for navigation, and they acted as a centerpiece for rituals. But, most importantly, the sky and heavenly bodies offered ancient man a way to understand and order the world around them. The Babylonians, Egyptians, Greeks, Persians, Indians, Mayans, and Chinese all developed the science of astronomy and all studied, measured, and revered what we now call ancient cosmology. The Mayans even had their celestial calendar that charted out the position of the stars for a millennia beyond the existence of their own civilization. And while the circumstances of the construction of Stonehenge is still up for debate, 
People still gather there and worship the power of the solstice. But from the very beginning, we were trying to banish the dark. Our concern was not for what we would lose, but what we would gain if we could light the night. For you see, terrors lurked in the dark. Our lingering fear of it is primal. When the sun went down, humans needed to see in order to survive. So first we discovered fire, and it provided not only warmth, but a pocket of illumination to puncture the night. As civilization advanced, so did the way we lit up the dark, from oil lamps, to tallow candles, to gas lamps. But before we completely mastered light, there was still the inspiration to be found in the night sky. That was Beethoven's Piano Sonata No. 14, better known as the Moonlight Sonata. Its original title, given by the composer, was Sonata Quasi Una Fantasia, which translated from the Italian means Fantasy Sonata. We know it as the Moonlight Sonata because the German poet Ludwig Rellstab likened the effect of hearing the music to that of seeing the moonlight on Lake Lucerne. Enough people agreed with him that in popular culture, that name stuck. And then there's songs like Stardust, and Stella by Starlight, Moonglow, By the Light of the Silvery Moon, Lost in the Stars, and moving from music to painting, there's John Atkinson Grimshaw, a Victorian master of painting the night sky. Grimshaw's romantic and pastoral paintings of England under the moonlight give our modern eyes a glimpse of a world without electric light. His paintings have names like A Moonlit Lane and Liverpool Key by Moonlight. And in his paintings of the night, it's the moon that draws the eye, glowing large and indifferent in shades of golden yellow or orange above darkened cities. And we can't forget that most famous painting, Van Gogh's The Starry Night. Van Gogh gives us a glimpse at how wondrous the sky above our heads used to be and he paints the stars as explosive balls of yellow light that pulsate in the night sky, and he swirls the Milky Way large and wide across the middle of the canvas, and it looms there, distant and mysterious. A Starry Night, and Grimshaw's paintings, The Moonlight Sonata, and other works, like Chopin's Nocturnes, they all exist because the inspiration was there to open the door to their creation. But by the end of the 19th century, the soft, unobtrusive golden glow of gas lights was replaced by electric lights because it was electricity that finally conquered the dark. Soon the night sky that served as inspiration to poets and composers and painters slowly vanished into the light. After dark around the park, an old-fashioned jet comes parading. Dressed
dressed in funny clothes, but singing as he goes, the laugh lighter serenade. The old boy loves to talk with couples on the wall. Here's writer Emmanuel Litvinov in an interview with his son, describing London before electric lights. To today. The streets. Yeah. It was a different world, I can tell you that. World that ceased to exist. Uh, absolutely, in every possible way. For example, they had gaslighting in the street. The, the, the whole uh, inside the city, there was this soft night lighting of the gas lamps. Quite incredible in those days. So when we look up, what do we see? Street lights and a few stars. Two thirds of all human beings can no longer see the Milky Way. And if we want to find the night today, we must go out looking for it. The darkest place on earth is the San Pedro de Atacama region of Northern Chile. Not only is it the darkest place on earth, it has the clearest skies, and it offers a view that humbles the earth in the scale of the universe. Closer to home, the United States has several dark sky parks and reserves where artificial light is restricted. Cherry Springs State Park in Pennsylvania and Death Valley and National Bridges National Monument have some of the darkest skies in the country. Across time and space, the reliable turn from day into night is the one absolute constant in all of our lives. There is a beauty in the dark, but we found it too easy to sever the ties that ground us in the reality that our planet is on a journey across a dark and infinite universe. And within that universe, we are but one wonder. Looking up allows us to see that the wonders are actually infinite, and that is a beautiful thing. You've been listening to All the Beautiful Things. This episode was written and produced by me, Sydney Wilson, with music by Cool Cat Music. If you want more, visit atbt.com for links to source material and additional reading. You can also follow me on Instagram at LadySydneyB. So, until next time, keep looking for those beautiful things. <laughs>